Kate Mary! You binge watch your average Netflix show and you just want to talk to someone about it. We need to talk to someone we about it. We need to Louis. talk to someone about it. Hello, Kate. Hi, Mary. It's nice to see you again. It's, a, it's an apple tea cake, um, absolutely scrumptious with some vanilla ice cream kind of play date yeah. as well. Yeah, I need to have more play dates like that, actually. Yeah. Let's, let's schedule this. Probably in. just need some alcoholic beverages and we're set, really. <laughs> that could be my life motto. <laughs> just add alcohol. Uh, um, which is probably what the doctor would say. Mm. Oh, an apple a day. We're already, apple a day. We're already on doctor thing. <laughs> Welcome to Doctor. You love this episode. <laughs> I do love this episode because I think as much as I love all of the characters, I think if like I was looking back at childhood, Kate, I would be honey. Mm, right. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I, I struggle to place myself in this one. I kind of aspire to be every character as they pop up, but... I've loved going back to look at this episode because I think it was one of the early ones I saw again mm. and I didn't know who the characters were. They were all just these random bunch of kids running yeah. in and out. But now I know that Rusty is really the dog of my dreams. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. He, he just shines <laughs> in this episode yet again. Absolutely. With the hip, the burping hippos. Uh, it's, uh, anyway, we might be getting ahead of ourselves. No. So, Doctor, it took me a few watches to realise that this this chaotic um, play doctor surgery is actually in the healer's home. Like, oh. how many kids are in this episode? There are a lot because there's uh, there's Honey, Snickers, um, there's um, Indy and yeah. Coco and there's Rusty as well. So I feel like it's some sort of and mega... No, I don't think Mackenzie's in this one, oh, but bingo. all attacking? The crocodiles oh, attacking Snickers. Snickers. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep, okay. And so, I'm getting very... Do you remember that Medibank private ad years ago? It was like, your crocodile came up and bit me into parts, <laughs> yeah. pieces. Feel like and then my head them. went that way. <laughs> yeah. They've all watched that ad a lot, I yeah. would say. <laughs> um, but I think I didn't quite realise it was the healer's house because they just have such good access to so many medical disaster relevant toys which I was trying to do a stock take of the toys in our house I'm like oh well what medical disasters could we have and actually there's probably quite a few now that I think about it. There's a lot of bandages and um band-aids are expensive so you know Chili is being liberal with the with them and the lollipops lychee flavored lollipop too quite you know certain demographic right there. Thank you doctor my schnoz feels great. Just keep it on for six months. See ya. Please choose a lollipop on your way out. Why, thank you. Ooh, lychee. So. (laughs) And Um, we welcome Baby Cass. (laughs) I think he'll be relatively quiet. Um, So, yeah, from the very start, Bong was on edge watching this app, and I realised it was because he was watching the numbers of lollipops go down. Oh, (laughs) And by the sort of the second or third um, patient, there are no more lollipops. I know. And he is so concerned about that. Like, so, yeah, like, Mum, Mum, where's the get? lollipops? Where's the lollipops? And, yeah, I wondered if that's a hidden kind of existential message that life isn't fair, kids. <laughs> <laughs> Deal with it. You're not all going to get lollipops. 
which, uh, yeah, the bond has really struggled to deal with. So thanks, Luca. <laughs> See, I saw this more as a lesson in triaging. So, you know, to explain the hospital triage system to uh, preschoolers. So, yeah. you know, following on from Bumpy, um, yeah, it can be difficult to explain to kids sometimes why some people are getting seen before you in a line for whatever reason. And yeah, it's true. Yeah. Edna hold my appointments is never wrong so true. I was just getting some, not PTSD, but, you know, I was pretty close. Some oh, definite, some it. lived experience flashbacks to that. Ah, I need to see the doctor. Ugh, there's a crocodile on my head. Oh, my. This is a real pickle. Don't worry. Ugh. We'll fix that in a jiffy. Edna, hold my appointments. It, yeah, Bluey just outdoes herself. Oh, Edna. receptionist Edna. <laughs> yeah, you just need a clipboard and you know, she's got it down pat. Offer. Oh, she she's she's got the book open like a laptop. She knows what to do. She's taking the phone calls and giving that sort of distant half interested sort of spiel. Yeah, she's really got it nailed on this and. Um, yeah, I think um, whatever lived experience the healers have had in doctors and waiting for appointments is shining in this episode for sure. But bingo, tables are turned. She's not the patient. She is the doctor. Yes, mm. yeah. And her workload is so big, I feel, in this that she doesn't really let, get to let her acting chops shine through. She's just actually, like, method acting this. She is exhausted <laughs> from patient after patient. But I mean, the equipment she uses is quite astounding, really, isn't it? There's egg beaters, there's like <laughs> claws, there's all sorts of stuff going on. It's a real um, Dr. Frankenstein-esque sort of um, plethora of implements at oh, her disposal. When there are so many crocodiles around, I think you probably just have to <laughs> make it work. Coming back to the, the different characters and then the injuries that they've come up with as well. I think the reason I love Rusty's I ate a hippopotamus and now I'm burping baby hippopotamuses yeah. is because um, it acknowledges that his injury was self-inflicted. <laughs> Which uh, I can definitely relate to. That I think I said in our last episode, that's the only reason we've been to the ER. Because, um, we thought Bond had eaten a magnet. And I reckon there's probably a lot of self-inflicted patients <laughs> kicking around your average emergency oh, room in the Trampolines, yeah. you know. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> I'm sure doctors... Well, don't say that. We just got one. Oh, really? Oh, congratulations. <laughs> yeah. Have fun with that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah! I want to know where we can get some of those little wind-up hippos. Like, do you think that they're like hungry, hungry hippo style? That's but they not the vibe I was getting. But yeah. yeah, I've never seen that toy. No, it's sort of a wind-up thing. But mm. yeah. But yeah, too cute, terrifying. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I loved kind of scary. Chairs to get away from the burped hippo. <laughs> well, apparently hippopotamuses are like one of the most dangerous animals in the wild. Like right. they, they will kill, they kill more people than a lot of other animals apparently. Oh, wow, Rusty was lucky to escape with his life. Really. Mm. 
I'm just eating a whole one for sure. Oh, I'm sorry about the weight, honey. Am I definitely the next patient, Bluey? You are definitely the next patient. Like you said, yeah, this is a good lesson in triage. I don't know if kids have the patience to even notice where they come in a line, let alone that they're being bumped down it, but parents definitely notice. <laughs> Shout out to Tell It Like It Is Mama on Instagram, Zoe, who um, is doing Instagram recaps of the episodes. She picks a life lesson for every episode. Oh, yeah, yeah. And her life lesson for this one is um, always exaggerate your injuries to get through <laughs> the emergency room quicker and oh my god that's so true, so true. <laughs> um yeah I whether have... you can add in a potentially your infection or a spiking temperature you know any little thing that you can get to boost you up the line this is probably uh, worth have, pulling out um a very a very advanced hypochondriac in the family oh <laughs> Which would and, be... Uh, we, no comment. Okay. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, I was very... Con- well, the whole family was very concerned the day that um, someone jokingly said to him, oh, if you ever, you know, if you ever need the ambulance to get out fast, just say it's your heart. <laughs> and his <laughs> eyes just lit up. I'm like, oh, no. That's okay. He doesn't listen to the podcast. Yeah, He'll never no, hear this. he doesn't. But, um, <laughs> uh, poor ER people. It's a tough job, especially when people are trying to cheat the system. But you can understand why people do (laughs) absolutely um yeah especially um in the middle of winter because it feels like everyone is sick at the moment oh my god changing seasons and yeah no fun no fun at all now what's wrong with you today nothing i'm fine honey playing doctors you have to make up something wrong with you oh yes of course what do you think should be wrong with me i have such an appreciation for honey in this episode she's such a mild and gentle sort of soul isn't she like you know we talk about bingo being quite sensitive but i think bluey and their play has sort of lifted her sort of out of her shell a little bit where honey i feel like honey might be like an only child or something like that like she's just sort of yeah it just doesn't seem to um I don't know, she just doesn't quite get it, I guess, to the same with the other kids. Like, Bluey's trying so hard to suggest, you know, did you get eaten by a giraffe? And she just is like, oh, no, it's just my knee. Like, yeah. Yeah, she's, she just is a down player, isn't she? She just yeah. Yeah, keeps it on the same level. and Doesn't quite understand that the nuance of the game is to be as over the top and dramatic as possible. So it's, And, yeah, some people are just not not the dramatic type which bless them because there are plenty of the dramatic types out there don't be sad honey everyone's problem is a real pickle except mine oh Oh, there's another one they're everywhere but how beautiful is bluey with her when she sits and she starts to just swing her legs and copy her because you can see honey's getting more and more upset every time someone else is in a real pickle yes. um and yeah. jumping ahead in the queue while she has to wait because all she wants to do is just be part of this game i know and, and she... see the doctor <laughs> even though like to be fair the doctor looks kind of terrifying like yeah, no one um... is coming out of there in a better state it made me think about um you know, Bluey's be a good friend and appreciate and knowing what to tell Honey about why she appreciates her. Yeah. At Bond's daycare, we're already seeing the kids telling each other, you are or aren't my best friend. Oh, wow. <laughs> Which, oh, my 
my gosh, this has been happening like since they were two. So I can only imagine, you know, primary school playgrounds if it starts this young. Hope, hopefully they'll be out of the phase by primary school. But yes. I suspect not. <laughs> they, we wow, start early in the burbs. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> but, yeah, I guess it starts well-meaning. You tell someone you're, you're my friend. You're my best friend. And then that instantly starts excluding other people from yes. being the best friends. So, you know, in one way, it's just uh, mathematics or <laughs> logic, I suppose. But in another way, um, yeah, they're definitely using it as a kind of barb. So, yeah, I've already been having that conversation with Bon about, well, we have all different kinds of friends. And, and yeah, this isn't because I'm a good mum. It's just out of pure necessity. Because it is mortifying <laughs> when your child says in front of you to another child, you're not my best friend and walks away. And you're like, oh. Oh, just you worse. can see the little hearts break. <laughs> oh. Well, actually, most kids just shrug because, you know, they're like, well, I didn't want to be your best friend. So that's okay. But, um, but yeah, why, you know, why we value different types of friends and thinking about, you know, why we like different people and their qualities and what makes us a good friend Mm. so there's so much conversation to be had there which I feel like bandits stacking up the stones in spy games and just getting the blank looks but um but yeah that conversation I guess does start early and a bit of a tangent but um I've just finished reading Lee Sale's book um, oh another ordinary any um, any ordinary ordinary day day, sorry um which is a real look at I guess the resilience of people when they've faced their darkest days and it um interviews a lot of um well prominent and not so prominent Australians about how they how they rallied from Mm. some really terrible events so yeah this is sounding very tangent but I wished I'd read it before we talked about Bumpy and what you had to say about um, when people would try and be helpful in a tough situation mm. and when they were just so unhelpful because um, Lee and a lot of the people she talked to really found that, that some people um, kind of fell away because they didn't know how to be supportive in a tough time. Yeah. And, yeah, Bluey is modelling perfect supportiveness. Perfect yeah. empathy. Perfect <laughs> empathy. Um, but Lee's big takeaway um, in the book is that she realised of all her friends, she valued the kind ones the most. And, yeah, that's that's what we're seeing play out in this. And it's mm. what we really need to be telling kids from the first because, you know, kids as much as the rest of us, it can become an arms race of, yeah, I like that one because they've got the most toys or yeah. I like that one because, you know, they they're better at sport. Yeah. Whatever. And, yeah, if we can just kind of take a step back and say, oh, but that one, but those kids, kids are kind and you could be kind like them and then everyone could be Mm. friends um I'm still workshopping the speech obviously (laughs) (laughs) and I'm not sure it's landing but if anyone's had any success doing this because yeah I think that's just the conversation that has to start from day one but this is a a challenge for adults like I'm um doing a subject at the moment on um managing effectively uh in the workplace and those soft skills it talks so much about those soft skills because people won't like it's difficult to influence people before that they know that you care yeah and a lot of people don't understand that they just think oh well this is your job you just need to do your work and it's like no actually people you'll get a better response from them and better quality work if you show them that you care first yeah it's very interesting yeah because you know I think Bluey is modeling it perfectly here 
But um, it's not just a lesson for kids, man. It's something that, yeah, I think, well, I'm paying a lot of money to do a course that's trying to teach me how to do it. So there you go. um, (laughs) Maybe if we all get it right with our kids, we won't need the courses down the track anymore. They'll just have it perfect. Yeah, exactly. We'll just be modelling. Well, you can't be what you can't see, right? So, yeah. yeah. And I I do love how um, Bluey... Um, because she's given such a beautiful empathetic response to honey, it kind of gives her the confidence to to try something a bit different when she's um, like Bluey said, oh, you always make me laugh. What else can you do that's funny? Yeah. And that's sort of the in. Do something funny. Okay, watch this. Now, for most dogs, the tail wags and the body stays still, but not me. The light in Honey's eyes where finally everyone's sort of reacting like, oh my god, this is yeah, this, is this is the thing. Yeah. yeah, it's just beautiful. And I'm only just realizing as well, up until then the play had been Honey do what we do, mm. but then Bluey flips it and says, Well, what can you do? Yeah. And then yeah, honey's honey's got plenty in the Honey arsenal. is the <laughs> biggest pickle that Bingo has ever seen. Bless Bingo. I'm so glad she came to the party on that. <laughs> Um, it is, um, yeah, it's empathy and it's, yeah. it's really gorgeous seeing it play out in a game. Yeah, and I really love, I mean, these sorts of episodes of Blue are my favourite where there's no overt message but it's, you know, so easy to see that that's kind of the underlying theme yeah. about helping others to draw it out of themselves as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. beautiful. And the bit about Bandit at the end, oh, my God, <laughs> yeah. just cracks yeah, me yeah. up. Yeah, Bluey's out of empathy by the time Bandit gets <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my gosh. What had happened to him, though? I mean, it's, what, was he covered in snakes and bandages? Like, it's uh. such a brief sort of interaction. <laughs> Edna, you best hold all of my appointments. Will the doctor be much longer? I'll just be patient. Because I did think at the start as well, you know, well played Chili. She gets fixed up, gets out of the doctor's room. (laughs) With a lollipop. Every kid in the neighbourhood is there. Like, (laughs) they've got entertainment for an hour. But (laughs) then, yes, we do discover that actually there's a bit of parental involvement still going on in the neglect of bandits. (laughs) But what a way to supervise. I mean, um, we've seen this in hospital where, you know, he's like, what game can I play that I just lie there, basically? (laughs) So I wonder if this is another scenario where he's like, fine, I'll supervise, but I just want to lie there yeah yeah, yeah. i and, wonder if he's got his phone in his back pocket <laughs> yeah and and the snakes and the bandages are just the penance for that you know an afternoon lying vertically <laughs> like how lovely <laughs> i would totally horizontally god it's late i'm sorry oh i'm sorry dear please take a seat i'm sure the doctor won't be long this is gonna take ages oh okay well that's been fun yeah <laughs> I, I feel like yeah that's We've been in and out of the doctors pretty quick. That's pretty efficient. Uh-huh. Hey, this is a standard GP appointment <laughs> yeah, yeah. episode, I think, Mare, rather than it being a double. Please take a lollipop on your way out. <laughs> and if you want to um, see us again before next Friday, feel free to come and find us on social media. 
So you can find us at www.blueypod.com. We're on Instagram at blueypod, on Twitter at blueypodcast, and on Facebook. And on Facebook. So just um, you can search for Gotta Be Done. Please review and like us. We really love it. And, oh, man. I met some fans. Oh, wow. I know. Uh, I met Gabby and Mark um, because they work in the same part of town that I do. And um, they had dropped an email to uh, blueypod at gmail.com. We love people that email. I know. It was so exciting. And And they were totally into blue, way more than me. Like, um, (laughs) Mark had, uh, I know, Mark had um, a bit of gold, actually. I forget which episode it is, but at one stage, Bingo says, I want to be called Lan. Yes. And he was saying that that's like an obscure reference to like a Sony Amiga game, like back in the 80s. Really? And I was like, I'm sure that that is on purpose. <laughs> so, interesting. I know, it was really great. So, yeah, and they had, because they didn't have kids, so they wanted to know like why Chilling Bandit was so lax on their discipline. <laughs> <laughs> And I was oh, like, yeah, because it's a cartoon world, maybe. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. Um, they loved asparagus too, so, you know, oh, I'm still feeling a bit guilty about that. But, you know, that's okay. I feel like more people agreed with us than disagreed on asparagus. Yeah. But perhaps, perhaps that was just the, the asparagus fans just wrote us off. Yeah. Like, well, <laughs> well no never listening to these guys ever no, again. No point talking to what them. jerks. Um, <laughs> and they hated the episode Kids. So Kids? I know. Oh, man. But we do have an ABC... Um, I view conspiracy theory because yes. you know when um, we interviewed Joe a while ago now and um, he said that Chicken Rat was the least watched episode. <laughs> we have been looking for Chicken Rat on iView ever since because I would really like to do wow. that and I've never seen Chicken Rat since. Oh, really? It's yeah. been sin-binned. It's been sin-binned. Oh, my gosh. I know. Yeah. It's never going to get its watches up now. I know. No wonder it's at the bottom of the pile. It's not in, it's not in the queue. I am writing a letter. Well, because Bumpy is there all the time. Oh, really? And okay. Bike is there quite often as well as Market. So I'm wondering if they're almost like... um algorithming the okay. bluey episodes that they're showing. Maybe. Just so the trying more to race popular to that ones. Million <laughs> a bit faster. Yeah, I know. <laughs> so yeah, interesting. It was okay. really good to meet um Gabby and Mark. So if you're fans too, and particularly if you're in Melbourne, drop us a line because yeah. you just never know. Hopefully we'll be We want to know all the up. conspiracy theories. Face all to face them. is better. <laughs> Face to face was great, actually, because yeah, we were able to really deep dive. Oh, and I was in the park today, uh-huh. and um, a dad was there with his kid, and he was doing, "Oh, you've gone away again. Oh, and you're back. <laughs> Why don't you come come back here? You know, like." And I was like, "That is bluey in the wild." I hate to sound like the worst hipster, but my family played go away come back like my <laughs> dad uh, before blue was a thing, so. I do still feel like this was a bluey in the wild moment. I fully support that. <laughs> <laughs> um, cool. We've done all our things. Yeah. Nice work, lady. Uh, so good to see you. you and too. um yeah, see you next week. Catch you on Friday. It's gotta be done. Bye. <laughs> oh, yeah. Here you go. Are you sure you haven't been attacked by a giraffe or something? Um, no, because that would be a real pickle. <laughs> <laughs>